Greetings, podcast listeners. Welcome back. This is your host, Indra, with Aikido Talks. Today is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s day here in the United States in celebration of our late and great civil rights leader for not just here in the United States, but for all of us all over the world, for all humanity. And today, in honor of him, I will read an excerpt from Chi Discovering Your Life Energy by Master Wei Sun Lao, the chapter 9 on how to use Chi to benefit yours, yourself, and others. You know, one thing that uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. did was he, he dedicated his life to working towards democracy for all people. And if you've heard his dream speech, you know, he was looking into the future that all of us can live together as human beings and love each other. And this is also a a very key component to Aikido, as I've mentioned in a previous episode, that Aikido is designed uh, and it's, it's dubbed the art of peace. But the founder of Aikido, O Sensei, had developed Aikido after having a few epiphanies, especially during the Manchurian War, where he was teaching troops how to defend and how to fight and teaching martial arts, as he had been a martial artist all his life. But he had these very interesting spiritual awakenings throughout his life that led him to know that humans are not put on the planet to kill each other. We are here to love each other. And, and I know you've heard, we are here to fulfill a higher purpose. All of us are here, each individual and every single one of us has a unique position to fulfill our higher purpose. And without that, you know, think about how we'll never move forward. And we have the capability. So I thought it would be a great idea to read this excerpt in Chi because it, it's related to martial arts. And whether you are actively practicing one on the mat with a particular art form or not, we all are warriors in one sense of the word or the other. Um, and I think uh, a part of it is the integrity that we hold um, as a human being to help everything you know we are here for a temporary time and we are here to take care of where we are and the living elements that are surrounding us because we're all connected um, but this is a nice little excerpt I'll read so that we can take this with us today and beyond today to help us grow and to live our higher purpose in our best selves And here we are, how to use chi to benefit yourself and others. As your chi grows, a whole new world can open for you. You will sense and experience life energy in your own body in a real and palpable way. It will not be mere imagination or visualization, but a real feeling that will grow as long as you continue to practice. Once you progress in chi development, making your mind and chi strong and full, you can then learn how to convert your chi into a life energy signal that can flow freely within and outside of your body, 
armed with this ability, you can apply this skill to benefit yourself and others in ways that are as unlimited as your imagination. Learning to use chi to benefit yourself or others is called chi application. And we'll go further down. And so this is where I give you the the signal that I urge you to purchase the book or borrow it from the library through Shambhala uh, Publishing is where this book is from. You can look online and purchase this book as well. For example, in their practice of medicine, ancient Chinese healers were able to observe the visible changes in the patient's condition to speculate how the invisible life energy worked. To heal means to bring a patient's life energy back to balance and harmony. There were many comprehensive healing systems developed throughout history in Asia, all without exception founded on the guiding principle of qi. Learning, after learning how to feel, read, or interpret the condition of the patient and his illness, there are many ways to initiate the action of healing. The method of healing varies according to the nature of the illness and the condition of the patient. To heal directly through the projection of one's own life energy signal is usually reserved for a mere challenging or urgent illness performed by a very experienced and powerful master healer. A strong and pure life energy signal is organized, emitted, and projected directly to the patient. While subjected to this strong and pure chi signal by the master healer, the weak and chaotic life energy signal of a patient is forced to retune and bounce back to its original orbit of balance and harmony. A healthy physical condition follows, and the patient's body and mind are healed. Most healers have less control, intensity, and volume of the life energy signal than that of a master healer. Also, frequent demands on one's healing action can quickly deplete the intensity and the volume of one's chi signal. Even depleting the chi of a master healer, this is why many other healing approaches developed which use the chi indirectly, such as acupuncture, acupressure, herbal medicine, etc. And with that, we'll be right back. And we are back. So what did you think about that? So I want to add some extra things about this. Um, with this chapter, it also brings to mind about Reiki, which is uh, an energy practice that you can learn as well. Um, and it's, it's quite powerful because you can do long distance healing, you can do self-healing, you can heal others and calm them. Um, but even without practicing things, you can start right where you are by waking up on the positive side of the bed of your mind. And how do we do that? Well, you make that decision. And I, I also refer back to Abraham Hicks again and, and um, books and 
webinars and tools just like Abraham Hicks, for example. There's plenty out there uh, for self-care that are on the same line of how you decide to use your energy because all of us have it. And it goes back even when we grew up. You know, what do your parents tell you when you're behaving or misbehaving? You know, straighten yourself up or be positive, you know, stop complaining. (laughs) And, you know, I think that's the introduction for us as young people, you know, of how we actually have all this energy inside of us that's being honed and directed in a certain way to benefit us and those around us. We know this too, like on a work day, you are interacting with people if you feel like once you walk into a room, the energy of a room. Or even in a conversation, if the, if the subject matter changes and the feeling in the group t- changes for either better or for a lesser energy. We all have that power. And we can decide how to use it just by changing our minds, how you think of other people. If you feel drained after a conversation, perhaps you can avoid those types of conversations for the betterment of yourself. Why not be a beacon of energy for yourself without even using words, without discussing it, without having any excuse of why you're feeling a certain way? You can start right where you are with just being the change by being the beacon of light and energy to improve other people just by thinking positive. And it can start how you open your day. You know, in Aikido, they say that the way a technique begins is how it will end. I guess what that means, it's like uh, when you write a book or how you start a sentence or how you think of your thoughts is how things will end up. Or your intention. If your intention is to do good, the result will end up good as well as the reverse. And we all have that power. But if you don't believe that, then try it out yourself. But I, I tell you this is as one of the most important things to remember is when you try it out and you try out how powerful you are with your energy and how good you are as a human being is don't discuss it. Just try it out with yourself. You know, prepare, make a note to yourself, note to self to remind yourself, okay, I'm going to have a good evening and then go to bed happy. Whatever you do, don't eat too much. Don't overdo anything in excess. Just calm down, wind, start winding down your day as the sun sets. And then, you know, make sure you're wearing you know, comfortable clothing, that you're doing something that's happy and soothing. Do the best you can. And then sleep with a happiness. As they say, sometimes never go to bed hungry, never go to bed angry. Um, If you have a spouse, a partner, you know, always make peace before you sleep because you might have nightmares and then you wake up really bad and then you're spinning. But you don't want to start the chain reaction of ill health. And that's how it begins in a microscopic level, on the cellular level. It's scientific. You know, the proof is out there. Don't take my word for it. You start that way, wind down, be happy on the way to sleep. Upon first waking up, before getting out of the bed, 
just think happy thoughts. And it's not corny. Believe me, it may sound corny, but think about and test it for yourself. If it's hard to think of things positive, then start writing something about gratitude. Immediately think of three things that you're happy about. And if you can't remember, then put a note beside you or under your pillow to say, I'm happy for this. I have gratitude for that. Little things. Plan your breakfast for the next day. Plan your most favorite food. Indulge. Don't care if people say, oh, you should be guilty for indulging. Don't even bother having that conversation with people. What's most important is you. Because let me tell you, if you were the one to feel ill and sick, people wouldn't know what the first thing to do to help you. Believe me. People will feel sorry. That's the first thing. But that will waste time for you in order to get well. But at the end, it's you who decide what you should do for yourself and how happy you should be. Life should not be a struggle. And it doesn't have to be. It can be a challenge and it could be work, but work can be happy work. It can be growing work. And if it doesn't fulfill you, if it doesn't grow you in the direction, then stop it. Change it. Close the book. Open another book and start all over again in a happy vein. And then you won't even notice it as work. Exciting, right? So keep this close to your hearts, your heart especially, and test it out. Keep it in your secret society of self. That's pretty cool, right? The secret society of self. And you will be infinitely happy for yourself. And then the world will start to change and shift around you before you even know it. And I will close with this episode in honor of our wonderful Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Um, At the end of this chapter, it says, What you now have within these chapters is an invitation. It is an invitation back to your true self and your infinite potential. What will you do? Until next time.